What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Young Prodigies Podcast. So, in today's episode, I'm going to be going over the topic of marijuana. I just want to jump into it. There's a lot of stigmatism surrounding this topic. Um, You get mixed opinions from everybody, people who have used it, haven't used it, people who are successful, unsuccessful, uh, just there's so many different opinions and uses for just this topic alone, this plant, that I want to share kind of my my views, my beliefs on it, my experience with it, and kind of where I was before I started using it, where I, where I am now after, like, I already quit. Um, I had used it for about two years, but I had a bunch of breaks in between for like a couple months at a time. So it wasn't a consistent two years. And, you know, I, I had my reasons for using it in the first place. I also had my reasons for quitting after a certain amount of time, because it really, it really depends on, on the person you are. Um, it's a lot of biology involved. If, like with, can you use it as a person? Can you not? Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it, it if it's not used under the right circumstances in the right way by the right people, it's just like any other drug. And I, I, I don't like saying that because I used to think it was just, oh, it's medicine, it's this, it's that. But I'll get into why it's just like any other drug. It may not be as physically, biologically harmful as any other drug, but it it really can act that certain way psychologically. Um you know, with your day-to-day life and, and your motivations. So I just want to get right into it, right? So I started smoking literally the first week into senior year of high school. So that was about the end of 2019. Um, it's my last year of high school. You know, I reconnected with some friends I hadn't seen in a while. Uh, at this time, I was running my web development agency. Uh, I was putting out episodes of my podcast. I had a lot more day-to-day activity outside of just the, the the online space, which I was really, really heavy into, really, really delved into at that time. Um, I kind of took it as like, okay, I hadn't smoked really before, and I wanted to really experience what it might be like just to be a kid for a little while, because I've been working for years up until senior year. So like, I didn't really experience my, my high school uh, life as I could have didn't go to prom didn't go to you know any of the special events that they have seaside if you're in New York you know that everyone goes down to seaside um, even on, honestly anywhere on the east coast a lot of people go there so I, I didn't get to go experience a lot of that stuff um, I didn't do any of the extracurricular activities after school except for the business club so I'm one of those kids of course uh, and you know it 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 really it really started just as kind of like a thing to do after school. So I'd go my friend I go to my friend's house, there'd be a bunch of friends there that I'd known for a while that I didn't really knew smoked at the time because they all seemed like, you know, your average kids. Um and it, it it just became like a like a fun thing. Then once I started to realize like okay I'm I'm using it when I shouldn't, that's when it became a daily habit. So it, it I want to frame this in the right way for you guys, because I don't want to just throw out my opinions and throw out how I kind of see these things. 
um, just in my view, I want to, I want to give it in like a kind of way that you can pick and choose, pick like the information you want out of it, you know, rearrange it uh, and put it to use in your own life. So it's not just coming from my lens of things. Um, when I first started, it was, yeah, really out of just the, okay, let me do something like a kid would do maybe in high school to experience a little bit of, um, and I would just go after school. It started like that. Never bought anything. It would just be like my friend's stuff. It started to, even after the first week, it started to eat into my productivity a little bit. It started to make me feel okay. Like, oh, I'll put things off for like 10, 20 minutes. Some people are able to work on this stuff. Some people get really focused. Some people are able to hammer things out. I'm not one of those people. Uh, I kind of zone out. I kind of lose touch with a lot of things just because naturally I kind of have like a, an ADHD kind of brain or like OCD. Like I'm, I'm very laser focused without anything. So when I use something, it doesn't benefit me in any way because I'm already at my peak mental performance, uh, emotional performance, just physical performance. I'm already there. So anything else after that would just be a detriment to me. It's not like it's an assistance. Some people use it as like a focus drug, like Joe Rogan, if you know who that is, Dan Bilzerian. A lot of influencers now online you might come across, they preach weed, they use it. It's because they, they understand the strains, where they're getting them from, that specific strain, what it's doing. They understand that for their body, they're able to kind of use it in a, in a natural way um, to uh, boost a certain part of their mind to help accomplish a certain task so like i said with joe rogan if you know who that is he is probably one of the largest podcasts if not the largest podcast in the world at the moment um he'll use it and do jujitsu so he'll use it it puts him in the zone where it's almost like he feels he's in a movie he's able to use different techniques and see things before they happen because it's a lot of mental before there's a physical attack in that sport so he's able to get into a certain zone, flow with it, and it assists him with takedowns, strikes, all that kind of stuff, specifically for his biology. He went, he consulted with multiple doctors, marijuana specialists, they've done blood tests, uh, and his body supports the right strains for you know the right kind of performances that he's trying to put on when he uses it. Now, I know some other people who have had similar ambitions and when they go to use the marijuana um it does the opposite of what it does to the person next to them smoking the same thing some people have a gene in them i'm not familiar with the name of it i'm trying to remember it uh but for some people it actually triggers schizophrenia so that that over time can build up and, and give like a not like a false sense of the schizophrenia but for some people it actually it can build mental health issues. Some people, it can help relieve them. Like for me, it was helping to relieve anxiety. It was helping to relieve OCD. But the relief of it was also getting rid of my focus and how I used my energy to put into everything that I'm working on, everything that I'm still working on to this day. Um, so it, it really wasn't the best idea for me. Uh, so now with going back to just your use case of it, I would absolutely recommend if you are serious about using it, I'd go consult with somebody who can take blood tests, who can let you know if you even should be smoking in the first place. 
and even if smoking is not the route, because there's so many other ways to consume this stuff, uh, it's it's it could be done in a healthier way than just going and smoking a joint, a blunt, doing something stupid like that with your friends. Like you can go smoke a cigar, or you can go smoke a blunt. Uh, in the blunt you're inhaling, cigar you're not, but with the with the blunt, you know you're having an entire effect that comes afterwards that that really, again for some people shouldn't be there because it takes away from their full potential. Now, after about three months of me smoking, uh, it became a daily habit. I started purchasing for myself and. I kind of got lost in this uh, this sense of happiness and coping that I hadn't had in my life before because I've dealt with a lot of stress by the time I had turned 17. Um, I'd made pretty good money. I had just gone through a lot more than most kids that age, and I wasn't having the day-to-day fun that most people might be. Uh, I, it, it was 16 hours a day after school. I'd go to the gym, I'd go home, and I'd sit, and I'd work until almost three hours before school the next day. I'd fall asleep, I'd get up with like 15 minutes to function, get to school. I know that's not the healthy way to do it, but when you have something you really care about, you're passionate about, and it's it's like a life mission, there's nothing really stopping you from going that route and, and kind of putting your all into it and, and, and not really caring about your physical body and like what's happening to it. Of course I was working out doing my thing, eating healthy, but emotionally, mentally, I was getting drained. And at that time, marijuana became the coping mechanism, the the safe haven for me where it's like, okay, if something happens, something goes wrong, instead of going and meditating, instead of going and, and doing something else healthy with myself, it became just, let me go smoke. Let me go smoke. Let me go smoke. Now, while that's immediate relief, what it ends up doing in the long run is it it, it reprograms your mind to see that as the only method of going and kind of getting rid of that, that stress while there's so many other healthier ways. Um, and while, again, for some people, that might not be a bad thing by replacing that with that uh, for someone who doesn't like to be dependent on any sort of substance, even coffee, I don't drink coffee. I never have, never liked it. Uh, I don't, I don't take like Adderall or any of that crazy shit. Some people take for focus and this and that. I don't, I don't take anything. I don't even take pre-workout when I go to the gym or creatine or any of that. And I've been quote unquote bodybuilding since I was 13 years old. So as someone who doesn't like to rely on that stuff, I started to see a pattern. I started to see an issue around three months in. So I started to really stop caring about school. I already didn't care about school because I knew I wasn't going to go to college. I knew I was going down that route. So I really didn't have an attachment to what was going on there. So that also contributed to me not wanting to give it up or just you know see it differently at that time being. Then this is what happened. The beginning, or I'd say around January of my senior year of high school, is when the COVID talk started happening. Uh, that's that's really early, but it was like when it first popped out, like in China, and everyone was kind of watching it from overseas, not thinking it was a serious thing. Um, and it it kind of put this view on the world for me, where it's like, okay, if stuff starts to slow down, 
and I'm just on my computer. I'm not able to go anywhere. I'm working nonstop. Uh, I should be able to treat myself. I should be able to have some sort of backup uh, relief, whatever you want to call it, whatever you use it for. Um, and that for me really didn't end up working out the way I thought it was going to work out. So I, I went from, I don't know if any of you guys have smoked either daily, uh, monthly, you know, do it once a week, 10 times a day. I know people who do, who, who are users all across the spectrum. So I was one of those who kind of fluctuated. I, I might smoke once a week, once every two weeks, or I wasn't sober for three, four weeks at a time. I was high like the entire time. Uh, for other reasons, I, I was going through a lot of emotional difficulties with my family. Uh, I there's a lot more personal stuff I might get into at some point. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kind of go through that right now. So, and that deepens my story as you'll hear as we go through these episodes. But how I kind of used the the marijuana in the beginning of the pandemic set me up for the next two years. So I was using it kind of as an escape after school, kind of like I would use it between if I'm working on something on a website, on an episode, I was building a store online. Cause as you know, I've done drop shipping. I built courses on it. You can go find those online. Um, but I, again, it was, it was my escape. I didn't want to play video games anymore because I used to be addicted to that. Uh, and I have an addictive personality, so that contributes to everything as well. Now, when the pandemic first started, like when it was first launched, if you want to call it that, uh, I, I didn't really see it as serious as it was. And at that point, right about around the first month that that was happening, I was what you would call a stoner, but I was a productive stoner, um, as much as as productive as I could have been while using weed as a, as a crutch. I would, I was thinking it was a crutch. I would say I, I, I didn't realize the detriment it had to my physiology personally and, and, and my motivations in life. Um, I've always had this vision in my life to, I, I want to have the money to be able to drop a house on every single person in my family with no problem. I want to be able to cover everyone's expenses. I want to be able to just support supply. I want to be really wealthy. I, I just have extreme ambition because I also want to be able to give back when I'm older. I believe that half of your life, you should be making your money and the other half, you should be giving it away. So philanthropy is definitely an avenue I'm going to end up going down. But again, right when the pandemic started, uh, I, I saw no real avenue to sobering up because of the situation. I was like, okay, like maybe I'll just smoke out however long this is going to take, not really worry about it. Um, and it didn't go that way. So I, right when it started, obviously gyms shut down. So that was one of my coping mechanisms that instead of, let's say, using weed, I'd go to the gym. That would calm me down. That would give me my, my relief. That would give me my stress relief. Uh, then I'd go back to my computer. I'd work nonstop until the next day, repeat the cycle, repeat the cycle. Now, gyms closed down, and I'm one of those people. I could work out at home. I have some equipment, but I... I need the atmosphere. I need the energy. I need to see other people achieving greatness in the area around me physically for 
me to have all that crazy energy to be able to go and output that in the gym. So that was one of my kind of pitfalls was not having the gym and then using excuses like, oh, I'll work out tomorrow, I'll work out tomorrow, I'll work out tomorrow. I went from working out every single day for like five and a half years, literally every single day to not working out for months at a time just because I was thinking, okay, the next day it's going to open. The next day it's going to stop. Oh, it's going to be over soon. It's going to be over soon. Um, but that kind of put me down a rabbit hole of using too much. So it went from you know, you know every other day use to then daily use to then hourly use. Um, I started slacking off on projects I had, stopped putting out episodes of this podcast. I lost some connections that I had because I didn't maintain the relationships because I didn't feel a need to because... Again, when certain people, when you're smoking, uh, you kind of, not even smoking, you're taking edible, doing anything of the sort. Um, it kind of puts this, this layer over everything where it's like, oh, it's going to be okay. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Like, it's not going to hurt. Eh, it's fine. We'll get it tomorrow. It, it gives you like a natural procrastination, which becomes an issue in life if you don't actually end up... Uh, seeing through it, if not fixing it, and replacing it with something else. So, this, around the middle of the pandemic is when it became a problem for me. I I was smoking so much, um, it kind of sent me into like a a daze. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't focused I wasn't able to even focus in the ways that I used to focus. It, it, it like I, I've gotten back to that place now. You can always repair your brain from using a lot. Um, there's many ways, many things I've done throughout this time, from quitting to now, where I've I've been able to rebuild like certain. Um, what do you want to? I want to call it like a, a, a like tactics, emotional cues, just things to recope naturally it's not even like it's it's if you want to call it rehabilitation it's rehabilitation i didn't go anywhere i didn't do any of that it was all like online like just by myself um kind of personal fixing of things i had to replace i had to find a way to replace the the day-to-day use um also if you didn't already know it's an expensive expensive hobby i was spending at least 300 400 dollars a week now some people are making that a week. I'm I'm just spending that every single week. Like it, it was it was it was an issue to like an extent of it was costing me more than some people that would smoke cigarettes. For some people they are able to make stuff last a long time. I wasn't able to. I am an extremist in every sense of the word. So and I'm I have an addictive personality, so that doesn't help either. So when I would when I would use I'm using it to get messed up. Like I'm, I'm just like some people go to the parties and they'll be like, I'm not drinking unless I'm getting blacked out drunk. I was like that with weed, but like on a day-to-day basis. So it did not help my situation. Uh, and it only further, again, put me into a, a bubble, like my own little bubble. Now I'm going to tell you what happened to me physically throughout this time as well. I went from... 185 pounds of pretty much pure muscle. I was shredded. I had veins coming through every part of my body. I was, 
I was at like very peak physical performance. Uh, six months after smoking weed, I weighed over 200 pounds. A year after starting, so this was like about a year and a half into the pandemic, uh, early 2021, I I hit like 250 pounds. And at five, pretty much 5'10", that's how tall I am, that doesn't sit the way you'd think it would. It, it, again, especially when I'm still like, let's say 187 pounds of muscle at that time. 250 pounds, that's a lot of fat on top of it. Um, I completely let myself go. I had absolutely no emotional control really at that point anymore. I was, I'm able to like get my, like somewhat of my work done. I started slacking off. I lost a few clients. Um, It really, it really took a toll on me, the pandemic, but it was also my own doing by getting into smoking weed because for my biology, I had to find out it is not the thing I should be doing. Um, so yeah, I was, I ended up being 250 pounds. I was not distraught emotionally, but I kind of had this self-induced depression, uh, because depression is a mind state. It's not something you have. It's not a condition. I've been diagnosed with everything under the sun from ADHD, anxiety, depression, uh, you, everything you can name it. I, they, they, the PTSD, all of it. Like they've they've given me all these labels, but most of them are just mind states. Anxiety and ADHD, I like to see as superpowers almost. Because if you have the ability to channel the amount of energy you have, if you have those things, um, you can accomplish a hundred times more than most people in a shorter time frame. So it, it can really help with that. And I, I really do believe that it's, it's a gift. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think of it as a label. If you have it, if you've been diagnosed with it, if you use it as like a, a victim mentality sort of thing, like, Oh, I have this, I have that. Stop doing that immediately. Please start looking at it as a, uh, as again, like a gift. So that's my tip to that. You can always find something you love to channel it into or find something you are very good at that you want to channel it into. And it can help you make a lot of money at some point, like it has for me. So I honestly, I, I completely believe there's, there's real use cases and benefits to these quote unquote disorders. Um, but yeah, back to what I was saying before, I was 250 pounds. I was really depressed. I started losing some of the progress I had made over the years uh, relationships. Um, I had just a few investments fall through because I wasn't watching correctly and I, I didn't time things to get out of them at the right times. And it, I really started to look at myself as like, what is going on? What's wrong? And for some reason, I didn't look at the weed as the issue. I thought that that's fine. There shouldn't be a problem with that. I'm like, it's something with me. It's something else within me. But this is what weed does. It gives you a false sense of what's going wrong when it's going wrong. It makes you happy. And this is the, this is the biggest point right here. It makes you really happy when you don't deserve to be happy. You should, there's certain times in your life when you should not be happy because it's letting you know, I'm not comfortable with my life right now. I'm not comfortable with where this is going. 
I need to change something. I need to get out of this situation I'm in. I need to better my life because I'm unhappy right now. I have goals I want to achieve and you're not achieving them. So it, it, it takes that out of the equation. And it, it's really, it's almost like scary in that way. Like you have, I had all these goals over the pandemic. I went from the beginning of it having only the biggest visions in my mind. I want to be a massive life coach. I want to have charities. I want to have a fuckload of real estate. I want to have just a lot from my life so I can give to a lot of people in my life. I want to accumulate a lot so I can diversify and give out as much as I want to, as much as I want to. And I'm, I'm extremely giving person. So that's why that's just what my only goal is to get to that financial point, to be able to give to other people who haven't been able to get to that financial point. Um, but it makes you, again, it makes you happy when you shouldn't be happy because you're not uncomfortable with your, with your bad situation. Uh, I, I heard this quote. If you guys know who um, Andrew Tate or Tristan Tate are online, they run Cobra Tate. They're massive. They're, uh, Andrew Tate's a kickboxing world champion. He's a multimillionaire. Uh, he runs a bunch of different companies. You can find them online. Same with his brother. They're they're teamed up in a lot of things. And they've they've helped me kind of see realistically with life recently. But um, you know, they they even said it. They're like, I've seen someone who has the shittiest life, who has so many motivations and regrets at the same time because they're not chasing those motivations. They're reaching a certain point in their life. They're unhealthy. They have nothing going for them. They, they can't find a relationship. They can't find the right work for themselves. He says, I've seen those people. And I've honestly seen this myself. I've seen those people extremely happy, blissful, and not caring or doing anything about it just because they're putting another substance into their body that shouldn't, been, that shouldn't be there, a.k.a. weed. Um, other substances do the same thing, but those are, you know, those are detriments to your actual physical health at that point. Like you can die from certain things like that. That's, that's terrible. That's in the drug territory. I don't even like to keep them in the same category, but you know, they all have this, a similar psychological effect over time if it's consistent use. Um, so again, yeah, it, it, it really depends on how you plan on going about life and what your standards are, what you're okay with, what you put up with. Uh, it really depends on all that, how you're going to use, if you have the choice to use, that is. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely believe that there's real, real consequences that can come from not watching your actions. Um, but yeah, it, it it can it can it can turn bad quick if you're not watching it. Um, and I just wanted to get that warning out there. And, and I'm I'm not one to kind of shit on people's personal hobbies or really. I don't even want to say like I don't want to phrase this. Cause I don't want to like put anybody in a category. I don't want to kind of make anyone feel specifically bad like they shouldn't be doing something they're doing but i i also want to motivate or i want to motivate people to see the potential they have and the things they're doing wrong on the pathway to that uh that 
they can change for themselves pretty simply and really just see insane results just by getting rid of a few things, just by getting rid of a few distractions. Um, and the, the biggest one I've been preaching recently, or recently is marijuana. And, and I've, I've helped a few different people kind of rethink life, younger kids, 17, 18 years old. Uh, I've really helped to give a different perspective because I went, I was someone, again, I'm not someone who shits on weed. I went from smoking it nonstop or I went from not smoking it at all to smoking it nonstop to then quitting. So I saw kind of, I had an, an, uh, I want to say an expedited, like expedited shipping, like an expedited experience with weed. I've smoked enough weed for some people's lifetimes in the span of two years. So I know where it can bring you. I know, again, the pitfalls that come along with it. And I want to help guide people away from having those experiences through just giving out my experiences. Because, you know, wisdom is being able to learn through other people's experiences. Knowledge is learning through your own experiences so you know know what not to do and what to do next time, right? Um, so, again, I'm not shitting on anyone for doing it. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying you should. But I say, all right, preach to get to know your own body. Go do doctor visit, their doctor's visits. This is why they have specialists for marijuana. They'll take your blood tests. They'll let you know specifically what you can be smoking, what you should be smoking. You can go get a medical card if that's necessary, if you feel that way. But I'm letting you know, again, in time, it replaces your motivation for certain things, right? I used to get motivated just by getting up and seeing a vision in the morning for, for what I wanted. Then it was like, okay, I just want to feel good first, then I'll do my work. And that never leads to anywhere good. All right. So I guess those are kind of my thoughts. It's kind of a choppy episode. I'm sitting in a really hot car right now. So I'm sweating as I'm doing this. Um, I do want to talk more on this topic when I have more organized thoughts. But I did, I kind of had a, a feeling I, or a, a spark of motivation. And I'm like, I need to, I need to get this out because there's a lot of people who don't understand like what can happen to you when you, when you just let yourself go in that regards, not even physically, like it, the weed starts the, the downward spiral. Um, and it, it, and if you look at it like, okay, I'm just smoking here and there. I'm not, I'm not doing much, um, harm to myself. If I just smoke once or twice and I'm getting everything else done fine. But if you look at life in the sense of like, okay, I want to accomplish this. I want to achieve these great things. I'm also in competition with these certain businesses and people and this and that. You look around, you're like, okay, are the people I'm in competition with smoking, doing this, whatever the case is. You, again, I'm not saying anything about drinking, partying, anything like that. Because um, weed has a hold for a longer period of time. It stays in your system. THC has a half-life, right? It, it stays in your system for about half the amount of time you've been smoking it for consistently. If you're smoking for 60 days consistently, it's going to take about 35, 40 days to come out of your system, right? And if you look around at the other people uh, you look up to, you're inspired by, you, you want to kind of become like, most of them don't really smoke weed. A lot of them might have in the past, they might have preached it, but they also understood a lot of the downfalls and pitfalls that come along with it. And if you want to be 
on their level or above their level at some point, that needs to come out of the equation. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I kind of have this view of the world where once the government says something's okay after it's not been okay for a long time, then it's really not okay. Because you can be buying stuff off the streets from people who grow it, from people who get it from other places and this and that. Once the government starts getting involved with something they just were throwing people in jail for, you know there's going to be tampering of the product. Uh, you know there's going to be regulations that there shouldn't be with it. And as well as that, it's just like, okay, because it's now publicly used and all this, just by not using it, you have a mental, emotional, physical advantage over those other people who are using it all the time. So you can use it. You can look at it in like a, a beneficial way. You can look at it as like, a, okay, I'm one of the crowd. Oh, it's public or it's you know free to use. It's legalized in my state. It's recreational here. It's medical here. Like I'm going to use it because I can now. That's when overindulging happens. That's when addictions are built. If you have an addictive personality, I don't care what you say. Weed is addictive. It it stays in your system. It fucks with you for days after the fact. It can ruin your sleep patterns. It can stop you from having dreams for a while, and it it really it really can just like screw with you, and it's not it's not the most pleasant thing in the end. And and I I just want to get this message out to as many younger people as I can. I'd say fifteen to eighteen, nineteen years old are the ages a lot of people like first come into it, run into it, discover it in the middle of high school, maybe a little after high school, some people early on, like I first, I'm not going to lie, the first time I ever smoked weed was on my 14th birthday. That was after I, a little after I started my first business, um, I'd smoked it once. It was a different experience. I didn't know what to expect. Um, and then I hadn't touched it again until I was 17. So I went through, I smoked it once, didn't really think much of it, went three years without even thinking about it. And then because it became in my inner circle, because people around me had it and it was so accessible, I kind of justified it. But that's, again, what led to my downfall of gaining all that weight, um, losing motivation with the gym. I was also paired with the pandemic, I'm not going to lie, and kind of falling off with certain personal goals, certain business relationships, normal relationships that I had that I should have kept that I didn't. Um, Again, I've until like up until this time, the past four months of me not smoking, I've rebuilt all that. I lost all the weight. I'm back down to like 190, 185 range, uh, which is pretty wild. I'm I'm very good at kind of morphing my body when I'm ready to make a change. Uh, I could drop 60 pounds in two months if I wanted to, and it's and it comes off healthy. I'm not like malnourished or anything I'm, I still have I still keep my mass I keep my color my my health I keep everything when I when I do it that way but I I, I always go the extreme route as I said before um but I'm still there's still certain things that I'm rebuilding there's certain things that I'm still not coming to terms with but seeing through and and, and seeing that I want to make a, a greater change than I felt motivated to simply just from being off the stuff. I'd smoked consistently for so long that it needed to, it, I needed a few months for the THC um, to fully come out of your system. And believe it or not, even two weeks after you stop smoking, the THC in your system is still affecting you. 
there's still metacognitive levels in your brain that are being fucked with just simply by having it in your system because your brain has cannabinoid receptors that instead of taking the normal serotonin that should be connecting to those, it's taking the THC and connecting it to it because it's a, it's a, it's like a false sense of happiness, a false sense of accomplishment, um, which believe it or not is the same thing that porn does for your brain. That's why people get addicted to that. That's why it ruins lives. That's a whole different episode because that we'll, we'll get into that another time. That's that, that, that destroys people's lives as well. But yeah, I, I guess this was just a, not a quick episode. We're at like 35, 36 minutes right now. Um, I, I, I really felt the need to kind of just spit this out in a not so organized, but meaningful heart to heart kind of way. Uh, I wanted to give my personal experience with it, how I felt on it, how I felt before it, how I felt after it. Um, and my reasons for quitting again, I, it, it's just, it, it was a personal thing. I felt like I could achieve a lot more without it as well as it's not good for my certain, it's not good for my DNA. At least it doesn't, it doesn't help me. Um, it takes me out of my game and it, it makes me okay with not chasing the things that I, I, I really want to accomplish, which when I get down the line, I don't want to look back and see, and, and, see that that is the reason I didn't get to the the life I wanted to get to and, and help the people I want to help achieve the things I want to achieve. Like I, I don't want that to be the reason. And for that reason alone, I stopped smoking. So I really hope this kind of gives you guys some insight on, let's say your personal motivations behind why you're smoking. Maybe if you should, you shouldn't be. I'm talking to everyone from age 13 to 25 you're all still kids believe it or not like in this world this day and age everyone and everyone's really young your brain's still developing uh there could be long-term effects there are long-term effects that come from smoking weed for too long and it it doesn't it's it's just not going to benefit you in the future it, it just won't you know look at someone who hasn't been smoking their whole life look at someone who has been who ends up physically mentally in the in the better spot you can make that judgment for yourself, but I think we all know the answer, right? Um, but yeah, again, with that being said, I, I want to thank you guys for listening. Take take this as you will. Do with it as you will. Maybe listen to it a few times if you need to pick through it again. Uh, I will be talking about this again at some point, not immediately, and it's not going to be like crazy in depth, but it's going to be along the lines um, of, you know, using it for mental health reasons along with addiction because addiction is a whole different thing. You can get addicted to anything. It's not even, you get addicted to healthy things, which is great. You can get addicted to the gym. You can get addicted to riding bikes, driving cars. You can get addicted to literally anything if you have one of those personalities. So I want to help people with those kinds of personalities see through the bad things that they don't want to, let's say, end up falling down a rabbit hole with. Um, so yeah, again, uh, I just want to thank you guys for listening. If you don't know who I am, my name is Jack Troya. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm a life coach certified through Tony Robbins Institute of Strategic Intervention. If you want to do any sort of personal coaching, I help kids, younger kids, teens, uh, young adults, and adults kind of come to a realization with where they want to be in life. 
where they currently are, and I help them bridge that gap and get them there. So I, I help you find out your personal motivations. I guide you along the path to finding your passion or an interest or something you're really good at, turning it into a business, creating a plan, setting off, and actually taking action on that. So if you have any sort of interest in getting a coaching session with me, uh, with you know, just having some ideas thrown at you, anything like that, please feel free to message me. We can set up a time. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I don't know if you can message through any of these platforms, but if you can go right ahead, if you want to, I think I have my email down below, but I'll be posting it, um, in the description. And I think it's connected to all my platforms as well. So yeah, if you guys want any sort of coaching, any help with anything, please feel free to hit me up. I've helped a bunch of people so far kind of switch things around physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. I've, I've coached people out of suicide before i have also coached people into financial freedom so i want to i want to be able to spread this as much as i can and that's why i've started this podcast in the first place so i can reach as many people with my personal ideas as i can uh with my personalized coaching if you want to call it that so uh yeah i just want to thank you guys for listening again i really appreciate it you can find me on all platforms subscribe uh, download, follow me on Instagram, follow me on all the platforms if you feel the need to, if you feel you got value from this. And yeah, I guess I'll see you all in the next video or podcast. Uh, I appreciate it. Have a good one.